0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. I knew that it was a bad idea, but I couldn't help myself. I was with a group of buddies, and one of my friends, uh, my, my buddy Mike, was challenging people to arm wrestling matches. And, you know, I always knew Mike was a pretty tough dude. He went through the Air Force, and, you know, he was still in the Reserves. He was pretty strong. I had never paid close attention to his arms, however, until I was standing there, sitting there at the, at the table. And, you know, I've been working out lately. I've been doing some push-ups. I thought, you know what? I should be able to hold my own with Mike. And then I get down at the table, and we lock grip. And it was too late for me to run and hide at that point. As I saw these big bulging biceps, and not only the biceps, but also the forearm. Who works on their forearms? And these huge form, the veins are bulging. And needless to say, as soon as we said go, it was whack right to the ground. <laughs> but you know what? It wasn't long after that that the same group of buddies, at Mike's behest, at his encouragement, we decided to go rock climbing. And guess who I wanted to hold the rope for me when I was going rock climbing? <laughs> you better believe that it was Mike. And it was those same arms that had struck fear in my heart that now instilled faith. I knew that I was going to be okay. I bring that up because in our scriptures today, and in particular in our Old Testament reading from Isaiah, we get a picture of God's arms. And it's in some ways similar to that experience that I had with my buddy Mike. Because we see on the one hand, as Isaiah says, Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. But then the very next verse. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. We see the character of our God revealed in, in his arms, so to speak. That on the one hand, he is strong to save, he is powerful, but also and at the same time, he is merciful, compassionate, and gentle. He has that tenderness of the shepherd. It's both of these. He has these two arms, and when we get into trouble, So we just focus on one or the other. Because naturally, this is just kind of the way that our human minds think, we tend to separate and say, well, either God is really tough and strong and you just focus on that side of his character, or he's gentle Jesus, meek and mild, and you only look at that. But if you only have one side of that, you're leaving out a a tremendous part of who God is, his character, his personality, and more importantly, how He saves us. What I want to do this morning is to ponder the problem with falling off all the way on one side or the other of that and instead see the blessing of living in this faithful tension of recognizing that that we have a God who is both powerful and compassionate, who is, if you will, mighty gentle. He's mighty gentle. And to recognize that is to live in a place of peace under the blessing of our Lord. But let's think about what happens when we don't keep these two sides hand in hand, or, or better put, arm in arm. On the one hand, there's the temptation only to focus on the might of God. And that's understandable because, after all, he is called the Almighty. You call him the Almighty, well, maybe he's almighty, and that's, that's just it. More to the point, when you look at the scriptures, we see this depiction of God over and over again. Just start with the preaching of John the Baptist, right? You listen to John the Baptist and you get this impression, here comes the king, repent, be prepared, you're not worthy. I'm not even worthy to stoop down and his sandals to untie. And you listen to the prophet Isaiah, he says, oh, when God comes and he breathes the breath of his mouth, the people are like grass. God is mighty, He is strong when He reveals His arm, Cotchuga gun show, right? That's who God is. He is Almighty. and it's true. But how can it be problematic only to focus on that, that might of God? Well, again, stick with our guy, John the Baptist. And remember his history with our Lord. He had this idea, this understanding, that when the king, when the Messiah came, that he was going to come with might, with power. He wasn't wrong. That's not an inaccurate picture of the Savior. But it is an insufficient one. So that when Jesus comes, not simply in strength, but in patience and in peace, John's kind of scandalized. Wait a second. This is the Messiah? This guy now who's coming to be baptized by me or later? The one who hasn't freed me from prison yet? Where is that God who's going to come and just set me free? Who's going to to show off his power in the sight of all the world? John doesn't have that full picture yet, and, and for a moment, it causes him to doubt. As it can for any of us when we have an insufficient Picture An adequate picture of the full character of our God. And furthermore, if you only focus on his might, if you just see God as almighty, you can start to get the impression that, that God's kind of a bully. That he's just in the business of throwing people around. That's what he wants to do. And maybe you start to wonder, is he going to throw me around too? Listen, God is the almighty, absolutely. But he's not... Only mighty, And when He reveals His arm, it's not just as a show of strength, but as a show of salvation for the very weakest. That's who our God is. He is mighty gentle. But if on the one hand, or the one arm, there's that temptation just to focus on the might of God, there can also be a tendency to go in the other direction. And only to look at his gentleness. And as I say, this is a natural sort of thing to do, particularly when you're meditating on the ministry and mercy of our Lord Jesus, the one who comes in meekness and in weakness. And when you think about many of the images that are used of our Lord, take perhaps the most famous one to describe Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want He says in in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. The, The shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then again, that reading from Isaiah 40 says it so beautifully. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. How can you not hear scriptures like that and see our Lord in his gentleness and in his meekness? And we should. In this respect, when he reveals his arm, it's just like Isaiah later said in Isaiah 53, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. In this sense, when Jesus reveals his arm, it's unbecoming. It looks weak, soft, gentle. So there's truth to this. Undoubtedly, our Lord has that gentleness, that meek heart. But stick with that idea of him as the good shepherd. And I think that perhaps in the 21st century, a lot of us don't have an idea of what a shepherd actually does, right? We have a picture in our mind of what a shepherd looks like. And again, he's just got like the long Fabio hair, and he's kind of walking through. It's a very pastoral scene, right? He's just frolicking through the meadows, and the sheep are there, and it's all so sweet. But is that all that a shepherd does? Does he just have a moment like that? No. I mean, a shepherd, especially in the ancient world, like you're out there, and it's just you with the sheep, like you've got to be, look, we can get this idea that a shepherd is just some wimp, but no, you're a good shepherd, he better be able to fight off wolves, right? And uh, marauding raiders that are going to come through and steal his flock. He's got to be like a warrior monk. He's, wah, wah, wah. You know, he's, he's got that crook. And he also can use it like, like more a bow like Donatello did with the Ninja Turtles. And Okay, maybe I'm going a little too far. But, but my point is we need to recognize that Jesus as good shepherd, yes, it's, a, it's an image of his gentleness, but also of his strength. Because Christ, the good shepherd, he's the one who also went toe-to-toe with the devil, right? He's the one who's overturning tables in the, in the temple. He's the one who is, is owning the Pharisees as they are trying to give this misperception of who God is and, and what he has come to do. Jesus is gentle, but he's also tough. He's also mighty. And if there was any wondering about this, consider also. The moment where Jesus seems to be appearing in his most weak state. Here he is in all his gentleness on the cross. But know this. That what makes Jesus' suffering so profound and so powerful. Is not that, oh, he's just weak and he, he couldn't do anything about it. And that's too bad for old Jesus. No, what makes it so compelling and powerful is precisely the fact that Jesus had the the capacity, he had the forces at his disposal to say enough of all this, to call down angel armies and to be done with it all in a moment, in a glimpse. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Because he is a Savior who is not only gentle, but also mighty. And it's in holding that tension Living in that place where we recognize these, these two uh, facets of our Lord's character. That we're able to see that it's a place of safety to be with him. A place of joy. A place of comfort. Now when I think about this character of our God as mighty gentle. My mind can't help but go back to uh, a member of our church in California many years ago. A wonderful man by the name of Don. And Don was one tough dude. I'm just going to tell you, he was one tough guy. He was a Vietnam vet, and then in retirement from the military, decided he was going to be a sheriff. He was a bailiff at one point. He even got a gun pulled on him in court. There was this guy who had been convicted for murder. He stole a gun out of another bailiff's uh, holster and tried to shoot. He shot Don right there in the court, and Don brought him down like he was such a boss. If he was pulled back his sleeve, you would see all of his tattoos from, you know, from his military days. And I just gotta say, sometimes for old guys, when you see those tattoos on their arms, doesn't age great. But for Don, it did. It still fit. He was so tough. But he was also so gentle. He had his dear wife, Sue. And Sue was just this slight, little wispy Korean woman. She was a war bride. And Sue, uh, in her later years, started to decline mentally, cognitively. And in those later years, she would actually, each night, escape from the house and try to run away. Each and every night. She was an incredible escape artist. They locked the doors, locked the windows. Sue would figure out how to get out. Sometimes she would even climb over fences and try to run away. And everybody was telling Don, his family was telling him, people from church were telling him, Don, listen, I know you love Sue, you, you gotta put her in a home. And sometimes that's very much the right thing to do, it really is. But it wasn't for Don. He's like, no, I'm staying with her, this is my bride. I'm not going to let her leave my side. And so what Don would do, each and every night, as the escape artist, Sue, would run away. He would chase after her. He would chase after her. And here's Don in his 70s. He would pick her up. And she would try to fight. She would try to wrestle out of it. And he would speak tenderly to her. In Korean, he had this little diminutive. They would say to one another, Yobo, Yobo. When he did that, Then she would quiet down and Don would carry her back home each and every night. When I think about our Lord, so it is for you and me, who he is and what he has done for us. You and I might try to run away from him, try to escape as much as we can, but he will not let you go he will pursue you again and again and again, and so he has through history. So that in the the fullness of time, when he had to, when he couldn't take it anymore the way that humanity was trying to flee from him, in the fullness of time, he came down to pursue you and me. And he revealed his arm in the sight of the nations and all of its power and might, and it looked like the toothpick bicep of a newborn baby. And those same arms when they grew would be nailed to a cross where there he would pick you and me and the weight of all the world pick us up and put us on his shoulders such is the gentleness and the might of our god the one who has come to save you and me who speaks tenderly to your heart and mine and says you are my beloved I will never let you go. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We stand to sing the offertory as the ushers bring the offering forward.